I'm Ayelet Marinovich, your host. Welcome back to Strength in Words, a family enrichment program for parents, caregivers, infants, and toddlers of all developmental levels. Each week we get together to sing a few songs, discuss some ideas for play, and outline some insight about early development. This series is time for you to be together and to feel like you're doing something good for and with your baby. Please follow your baby's lead. I am a speech and language pathologist and I specialize in work with very young children, but this is not to be confused with speech therapy. This is what I call family enrichment. All suggested activities are meant to be enjoyed by your baby under close adult supervision. For a more complete story of Strength in Words, please listen to my introduction episode or visit my website, strengthinwords.com. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here today. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. It's nice to see you here. We can start by saying hello to the people who are with us. Hello to I yell it, hello to the singers, hello, 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 hello. Hello to the baby, hello to the grown-ups, hello, hello, hello. Hello to your friends, hello to my friends, hello, 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 hello. Hello everybody, hello everybody, hello, hello, hello. Since I don't know your name, I'll help you sing the song and you can fill it in. Ready? Hello to your baby's name, hello to your name, hello, 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 hello. Hello everybody, hello, everybody, hello, hello, hello. Let's say hello to some parts of our bodies. Hello to your fingers, hello to your toes, hello, 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 hello. Hello to your belly button, hello to your nose, hello, hello, hello. One last time. Hello everybody, hello everybody. It's nice to see you here today. Hello everybody, hello everybody. It's nice to see you here. Last week in our episode, Visual Supports and Introduction, I gave some examples about how to use visual aids in a more naturalistic, communicative way than simply labeling what you see or asking your emergently verbal child to do the same. It's very easy for us to, as adults to become drill sergeants when our intention is to help our young children learn. Getting creative and asking different kinds of questions, creating playful experiences rather than pointing and naming, and linking objects and people to previous experiences are all great ways to provide a language-rich interaction. Today, let's talk a little bit more about how to integrate early literacy experiences into this idea of language-rich interactions. I've heard a lot of parents say, oh, I think that book is a bit too advanced for my infant. It's never too early to expose your child to early literacy skills. Here's the biggest misnomer. The term early literacy is not the same thing at all as learning how to read. There are many different early skills and supportive activities that you can do that are involved in building literacy, including, but not limited to, simply exposing your baby to text and symbols, 
Think about some of the activities we discussed in last week's episode, visual supports. Handling books, whether that means your baby is quietly holding a book in her hands, wildly removing each one from the shelf, chewing on the board book, or turning a page, and looking at pictures and watching you point to those pictures as you speak about the words they represent or starting to engage themselves in recognizing pictures. More quote-unquote early literacy behaviors can be found on the 0to3.org website. I'll provide the link in this week's podcast page at strengthandwords.com or in the book Much More Than the ABCs by Judith Schickendance, published by the National Association for the Education of Young Children. Today, we're going to make a song book using images that illustrate parts of a familiar song or poem. Pictures from magazines and or a quick web search for images can help you find pictures representing actions, household items, food, animals, vehicles, different kinds of people, or any number of other categories. We're going to use the old Mother Goose rhyme, Diddle Diddle Dumpling, and I've found a number of interesting clothing items represented in various photos, both from magazines and on the web. Some of the pictures are smaller, and so I've placed a few on the same page, while others are larger and take up the whole page. Okay, ready? Diddle Diddle Dumpling, my son John, went to bed with his breeches on. One shoe off and one shoe on. Diddle, diddle, dumpling, my son John. So again, a great song if your little one happens to be named John, but I think it's always fun to personalize songs and stories to people in our own lives. So whether you choose to sing about your baby or other important friends and family, that's up to you. I'll make up some examples for you to help get your creative juices flowing. Diddle diddle dumpling, my friend Charlotte went to bed with her hair still in a barret. One shoe off and one shoe on. Diddle diddle dumpling, my friend Charlotte. Diddle diddle dumpling, my friend Bert went to bed in his undershirt. One shoe off and one shoe on. Diddle diddle dumpling, my friend Bert. Diddle diddle dumpling, my Uncle Tony went to work in his underpants only. One shoe off and one shoe on. Diddle diddle dumpling, my Uncle Tony. Diddle diddle dumpling, my friend Megan went to the snow in her warm woolen leggings. One shoe off and one shoe on. Diddle diddle dumpling, my friend Megan. Diddle diddle dumpling, my sister Layla went to a costume party dressed as a sailor. One shoe off and one shoe on. Diddle diddle dumpling, my sister Layla. (laughs) Book reading is a wonderful example of an activity that promotes joint attention, which I spoke about at length in episode one, Why Sing? When you sit and read to your baby, you're not only exposing her to text and pictures, you're also highlighting the idea that these things are important. As adults, I think it can be really difficult for us to instinctively know what on earth to say to these tiny people all day long, especially in those early days when there's not a whole lot of reciprocation. By creating shared experiences, especially interactive ones, you're teaching your little ones so much. 
For those of you who are listening with newborns or young infants, or even those of you who are still pregnant, you can even hold your newspaper up and read it aloud. In those early days and months, it isn't about them needing to understand the content. It's about them hearing your voice, being close to you, and watching and being part of what you're doing and how you interact with the world. It's also about you getting used to talking to your tiny baby. Okay, let's move on to the next song. There's a little wheel turning in my heart. There's a little wheel turning in my heart. In my heart, in my heart. There's a little wheel turning in my heart. There's a little song singing in my heart. There's a little song singing in my heart. In my heart, in my heart, there's a little song singing in my heart. Let's make it about the little person here with us. There's a little baby laughing in my heart. There's a little baby laughing in my heart. In my heart, in my heart, there's a little baby laughing in my heart. There's a little baby smiling in my heart. There's a little baby smiling in my heart. In my heart, in my heart, there's a little baby smiling in my heart. There's a little baby sleeping in my heart. There's a little baby sleeping in my heart. In my heart, in my heart, there's a little baby sleeping in my heart. And let's make it about a grown-up in the room. Since I'm a mommy, I'll make it about a mommy. There's a big mommy kissing my sweet baby. There's a big mommy kissing my sweet baby. My sweet baby, my sweet baby. There's a big mommy kissing my sweet baby. And there's a big mommy clapping to the beat. There's a big mommy clapping to the beat. To the beat, to the beat. There's a big mommy clapping to the beat. How about singing about other ways and other things we can see? Don't feel like you have to stay true to the lyrics. There are lots of ways we can make variations while still remaining faithful to the structure of the song. There's a big bird sitting over in that tree. There's a bird sitting over in that tree. In that tree, in that tree. There's a bird sitting over in that tree. And there's a red roof on the building over there. There's a red roof on that building over there. Over there, over there, there's a red roof on that building over there. When you sing about things or actions, don't forget to use gestures like pointing, clapping, or even signing to call attention and add to your baby's comprehension of additional ways to communicate. 
We'll talk more about nonverbal communicative acts in future episodes, but for now I'll just say that, as we discussed in many previous week's episodes, presenting information to your young child through a variety of modalities is something that will serve her well. Now let's get back to this discussion about early literacy. Within the first year of life, the way babies interact with books changes quite dramatically. Your baby may go from engaging more with the physical properties of a book, mouthing, shaking, crumbling, or waving it, to focusing on pictures, looking at, or even pointing to them. By the end of the first year of life, many babies often show more traditional enjoyment of books, spending less time manipulating them and more time engaging with the pictures and listening to words for short periods of time. Your older baby may hand a book to you or point to the one she wants when given a choice and may help you turn the page, but even very young babies can be encouraged to turn the page if this simply means that you're reacting to her impulse to touch the book by offering to and moving the page toward her outstretched hand. Young babies can be given opportunities to engage with the pictures in the story as well. Your efforts as the reader will really pay off if you engage that silly side of you that we spoke about last week. For instance, using lots of animated voicing voices for your characters will not only heighten the likelihood that you can keep her attention, it also allows her to hear you play with your voice, and she'll do the same in the form of cooing, shrieking, blowing raspberries, and babbling. We know that, as opposed to forcing a child to sit through an entire book whether or not she is enjoying it, Allowing and supporting young children to engage with books at their own developmental level is a much more compelling approach to encourage early literacy. So, if your baby wants to simply turn the pages of the book, remove the books from the shelf one at a time or all at once, then don't be afraid to allow this to be the activity. Talk about what she's doing or try to talk about one thing on the page or cover of the book she's looking at before she moves on. Or read another book aloud as she busies herself with other books. Try different approaches to see what works and remember that something might work one day and not so well the next or the other way around. Another thing to remember about book reading activities is that they are activities like any other and the object in front of you just happens to be a book. We tend to get boxed in by our adult understanding of book reading, but remember, reading the words on the page is not actually the only way to read a book. It may help to find a book with no words, to create a book with pictures from magazines like we did earlier, or to find a picture book in another language. Instead of reading the story as it appears on the page, simply point out what you see or make the sounds of the items that appear on the page. I want to encourage you to think outside the text. Wordless picture books can very often provide more natural opportunities for adults to sit back and remember that shared reading is about noticing new things, making observations, creating solutions, predicting what's coming next, attending to details, and listening to each other, even if your co-reader is not yet able to read or speak. I recommend going through the WH questions in your head to help guide you in getting creative with what to say. So, who is in the picture or who has one of these? What do we see or what do you think will happen? When have we been there before or when do we regularly do this activity? 
when, oh, excuse me, where have we been where this happens? Why do we do this activity? Many of these will end up being questions that you as the grown-up answer yourself, depending on the age and stage of your young child. But getting into the habit of asking questions or making predictions from a very early age is a wonderful thing to do with your child. I find it also helps us as adults to get out of that cycle of asking our children to simply label what's this, what's that, as I mentioned last week in my episode on visual supports as well. Thanks for being here, see you later. What will you do the rest of your day? Goodbye to the babies, goodbye to the toddlers, goodbye to the grown-ups, goodbye all the singers. Goodbye to your friends, goodbye to my friends, goodbye I yell it, goodbye to this music. We laughed and we played, we're getting very clever, this is what counts, being here together. Thanks so much, everyone. For a text version of the Developmental Thought of the Week or instructions to make and ideas for how to use your very own song picture book, you can head over to my website, strengthinwords.com. You can find us on Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes, as well as straight from my website. If you enjoyed this episode, please do subscribe, rate, and review on any and all of those forums. If you feel inclined to support what we're doing here at Strength in Words, you can do so by visiting my website and clicking on the link to either make a one-time donation or by becoming a patron of Strength in Words on Patreon. I'll be here again next week. 